Tales Podcast, everybody. It's Joe Borelli and James Olos. Say hi, James. All right, there no. we go. So, you want to do a quick? Uh, it's going to be a real quick episode of uh, what are we? What are we even going to call this? Um, uh, just some trade, trade shit. shit. We're going to do a real quick episode of trade shit. As we're both tuned into the Wizards and, and Celtics game right now. I mean, let's. So, I mean, the only real trades thing that matters is that you know they dominated today, right? The Cavs, yeah. The Cavs, the Cavs dominated. Yeah. You know what? Before we do that, should we tell everybody how to get in touch with us and stuff? All right. No. Um, you can find me at Snotty Dripping on Twitter and check out my stuff on Bball Breakdown, and then you. Go. And then you can find me at Joe Borelli on Twitter. A lot of people apparently didn't know I have my own Twitter handle, and you can also find me on the Superflight Podcast at Superflight Pod on Twitter. Boom. Yep. And this is episode, volume, episode, volume, episode eight. Volume eight. Episode eight. Of Dunk Tales Pod. So last time you heard us, we were talking about NBA players as movie villains and 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 monsters. And I said Steph Curry is <laughs> trying to bone your husband. I'm still and, laughing about it. So LeBron James. Uh, you know what? It's funny. The last game they played was against the Timberwolves, and he looked like a he looked like a man possessed, right after being embarrassed by the Rockets last weekend. Well, and not even that, that against something. the the the, uh, the Magic the, the night before. The Magic yeah. too, yeah. They lost yeah, a twenty one yeah, so. point lead to the, to the Magic. That's and so they were up twenty one and they ended up losing by like eighteen yeah. or nineteen. You know that that was probably the the maybe the low point of their season because I think the Magic were missing four starters, and I you know maybe. We will never know, but somebody went to them. I mean, like Kobe Altman said, LeBron, I promise you, we're gonna we're gonna change some shit up. And he played like a man possessed against the Timberwolves, like a man who knew changes were coming. And my lasting memory is my lasting memory is that celebration uh, when he hit that game winner, and uh, somebody was jumping with him, and Isaiah was like, "Yeah, trying to celebrate." They just basically ignored. They just he almost Isaiah he almost pushed him away. I know that was that was the the thing that really jumped out to me too. In real time, as I'm watching him celebrate with, I forget who it was. Was it Channing Frye? I don't I don't think so. Chan- somebody, somebody, whatever. It doesn't matter. And, the fact is, it was today, trying to get in there. He's like touching him and pushing on his back. He's like, yo, let, let me get in there too. And LeBron just like totally ignored him. I'm like, oh, that is not a good sign. And yeah, today he's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's the red wedding today. Um, Wait, do you watch so, Game of Thrones? The Cav. Oh, all I right. do. I was gonna say, how are you making that? How are you making that reference? If you don't, I thought you didn't watch it. But it's, all right, there we go. Yeah, yeah, I watch. Yeah, I love awesome. that show. Okay, so the Cavaliers have been struggling uh, mightily uh, for a while, and today they moved out. Let me see. If I can do it by memory. Dwayne Wade went back to Miami for a second. That was the last thing that happened. Last Which, thing that happened. I don't care about the order. Yeah. But, well, I was go going to say, if we're going to talk about that, we might as well say real quick, which apparently LeBron and the team met with him before they did this. He was going to get no playing time, and they asked him if he would rather stay or if he would rather go. They got a really heavily protected second-round pick, so this is basically just a favor to D-Wade. I know people are making making it out to be that LeBron didn't want him on his team anymore. It was really just sending Wade back to Miami, where he really wanted to be since he wasn't going to be playing on this team anyways after all this. So I think he did him a solid. Yeah, that was 
Yeah, my initial feeling was like, wow, Braun was so pissed he sent his homeboy yeah. back, you know, packing. But, yeah, they were like, like, dude, we're getting younger. We're getting more athletic. We're bringing in these other wings and guards who are going to take a lot of your minutes. We're not even going to do you the disservice. And, which is weird, though, I guess, because, again, he brought Wade to help them win a championship. You would think that they would have kept him because Wade was actually playing pretty well in his small role, but whatever. I think it's just a matter of, like, I think it really just was a matter of playing time. I think I've, I still believe that Dwayne Wade can help you in in the playoffs. I just think that he can save his energy until that point and give you some quality minutes in the playoffs. Still, he's obviously a shell of his former self. But honestly, I just really think that like this was LeBron doing his buddy a solid and just being like, I know, I know you don't want to be here for this again. Like, why would he not want to be there for that? Right? Are they contending for a championship? That's a good point. I, I, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, for me, I just felt like he wasn't getting any playing time. He wasn't. He was going to be riding the bench, and I just thought, I feel like, I mean, from, what, from the reports I read, it's just that instead of like having him ride the pine the whole time, yeah, I don't know, man. Like you could look at it both ways. That's I mean, if you're trying to contend with the Warriors, you want all the firepower you can. And what's wrong with having a guy like Wayne Wade? I, I don't know. What it's yeah. it's fine either way. They seem like they're happy about it. From what I understand, Wade and Pat Riley reconciled over. Uh, Wade's what ex agents uh at his funeral. Uh mm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they reconciled like recently and that kind of paved the way to this. Pat Riley and, and Dwayne Wade, so whatever. Well I I have to cut that part out because I sound like a total idiot. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. I'm just double talking like oh yeah, I don't know why uh, uh, you know Oh, I'm did I break up? No, 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 no. Oh, you're fine. There, no, right? I'm talking about me double talk. I'm talking about my double speak. Like, oh, you just did him a solid. Oh, yeah, why wouldn't he want him there? Why wouldn't you want him there? I don't know. What do you? I mean, what do you think? Do you think they just really wanted to get rid of him? Well, it doesn't matter. Like, that's the that's the inconsequential part of this whole thing. I think we're. You're right. Yeah. Let's move on from Dwayne Wade, just like the Cavs did. Right. Um, <laughs> the big deal is we've been saying all year that uh, the Cavs' issues were they weren't young and athletic enough. They uh, they needed more like versatility on the perimeter. And they get two guys in Rodney Hood and George Hill who kind of fit that mm. bill. Um, go ahead, give me your thoughts. All right, so I mean, Rodney, hold on, hold on, before you do that, let's so let's oh, run sorry, the whole thing. Ahead. They brought so out is uh, Dwayne Wade, Channing Fry, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder. Uh, who am I missing? Iman uh, Shumpert. Shumpert, yeah. I think there's one more. They sent out six. Uh, and, and then Wade. Crowder. That's, yeah, I said Crowder. So Wade. Wayne, Wade Crowder, Shumpert. IT. Did you say IT? I did. Uh, this is horrible radio. This is terrible. We're so bad at this. Oh, I have all this shit right in front of me. What am I doing? God, you're the worst. They, <laughs> they said, Isaiah and Channing. Uh, Derek Rose was the other guy. Yes. They sent out Derek go. Rose. Okay. And I was actually going to make the point. I think of all this, the biggest the biggest thing they did today was get rid of Derek Rose. Uh, I, I, I Listen. Derrick Rose is just not a good basketball He's not, player. but they weren't even playing him. So, like, that, he was barely playing, and he was hurt, and, like, he he's on a minimum deal. So, I don't think that was, like, the biggest. It's important. I don't think it was the biggest. I mean, the, he was playing a couple minutes here and there. He was starting That's to come fine, back. fine, but, but still, like, I mean. The, the thing is, like, his, his person, not his personality, but the gravity, like, of him personally. Well, on that team, I just was, felt like it was with the distraction rather than it was. Wow, nice, nice shot by Horford. Uh 
I just feel like it was just adding more drama to an already tumultuous locker room. So not necessarily by anything he did, just by the spotlight. My point is, they could have just cut him for he's they, making a one. He was like making like one point five million. They could have just cut him and it'd been yeah. the same thing. So it's not like my thing. I guess my. I mean, look, dude. They traded Isaiah. They traded Kyrie Irving, in part for for it and Crowder, and the mm-hmm. Nets pick. Now it and and Crowder are gone. That to me seems to be a kind of big deal. So. Yeah. And that's fine, but uh, Rodney Hood is there now. Uh, George. So, well, Hill. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that getting rid of Derrick Rose was the, was the biggest thing. I, I'm just talking all over myself tonight. What the hell's I going just on? meant that it was it was not to be overlooked. It's not to be overlooked that they got rid of Derrick Rose. I think that's a huge addition by subtraction. But yeah, bringing in George Hill, I think, is really big for them because that's the guy that's going to start, presumably, at the point guard. What you need, George Hill is a, still a really good player. He doesn't get him any younger, but he gets him really quality minutes he's a he's a really damn good player he's a huge upgrade over what it was giving you right now a huge upgrade over anything derrick rose was going to give you um i think that's a huge move for them right there and then getting rodney hood who's young and has a lot of upside i still don't even know how they were able to swing this deal because what they sent out just doesn't seem like worth what they brought in they sent out iman shumpert and derrick rose and they got back rodney hood and george hill and and they sent out a, a their first round pick, which is going to be like 29th, right? 20, yeah, somewhere up there, right? Yeah. So here, late 20s. Here's the thing: we got to give Kobe Altman credit. Oh yeah. Do you hear? His, you see his comment just now? No. He said something along the lines of, "I felt we were on a slow death march, and that's not something I want to be a part of." And like, Damn. that's yeah, he's being honest, and that's exactly what it looked that's like, right? Real as hell. That team oh, yeah. was circling the drain, and if they stayed on the same path they were on. That team was absolutely going absolutely nowhere, you know. So. Um, but well, and the other thing is not to be mis you know, not to be understated is the fact that they kept that, that, uh, Nets pick, they gave up their own pick, but they kept the Nets pick and they got younger. They added some young talent. So even if LeBron James is on his way out the door, which I think everybody still thinks he is, they've got something to build with now, instead of just going in the next season with like Channing Frye and, and Derek Rose and, and. Dwayne Wade and a bunch of old heads. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it gives a lot more flexibility for next season, right? Whatever they choose to do. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Kevin Love's movable. Uh, all these guys are movable or they're going to be expiring. So, it's, it's yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, and Kevin Love is even more movable next season. So, what do you think? How's Rodney Hood help him? Um, I think Rodney Hood is like a piece for the future. I mean, he, he was, what is he, a third year now? Rodney Hood's like in year four or five, man. Really? Yeah. Rodney, Are you sure about that? I'm, I'm positive. Uh, him and, he came in the, what draft was that? Um, yeah, him and Mitch McGarry were in the same draft. It was like it's four or five years. It's definitely not, you know, year three. All right, well, still, he gives you because, some, You know why I, gives... no, I say that? Because he's a, he's a restricted free agent this summer. Okay. So this is fourth year, right? Uh, sure. Okay. I know. I just think he's he's a nice player. He's got some he's got some potential. He's a young athletic wing. I don't know how good he is on the defensive end, but we, that's something we should talk about as well. Oh, Jay Crowder shipping out Jay Crowder. By the way, while he was supposed to be really good this season on this team, and I was looking forward to him playing with LeBron because I thought his defensive potential, what he was going to bring, was just going to be really good for the Cavs, and it turned out to be none of that because he's been playing horrible. Okay, so let me explain this about Jay Crowder, and this is what worries me about them adding George Hill now and thinking, hey, things are going to be different. 
Okay. Jay Crowder obviously was a tough-nosed, good defender in the structure of Boston, right? Mm -hmm. The Boston had some set defensive tenets, and they had a you know defensive scheme that you knew what your job was. And if you know what your job is, you can do your job to the best of your ability because you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, right? Right. To me in Cleveland, they're missing that. And so Jay Crowder, he said it himself. He's like, I just, he's, I'm still trying to learn. And without that structure, he's just pinging around out there. Is he trying to cover for this guy? Is he guarding his man? And that made, I mean, look, you if you're a good defender and we're all playing on the same pickup team and the rest of the team sucks at defense, guess what? It doesn't matter how good a defender you are. You're not, you're not going to look like a good defender. Right. Right? And that's what happened with Jay Crowder there. So so basically it's systemic in that system. I absolutely. I mean, in that in that on that team not not the fault of an individual player. absolutely and my thing yeah. my thing next is like so george hill's supposed to be he is an upgrade he's gonna be an upgrade over isaiah thomas all right because mm-hmm. he's, he's bigger he's he's more versatile you could he can guard you know some threes and a lot of you know most twos and he is definitely an upgrade on defense and upgrade on defense that's my point so that's great let's see how much that matters if the other guys don't defend because like here i just i was googling something about rodney hood to get his years in and here's a here's a headline from the salt lake tribune some guy, some guy named Monson. Jazz trade softness for toughness in Rodney Hood, Jay Crowder swap. You know, <laughs> so, like, it's funny because Jazz have been one of the better defensive teams, you know, over the last couple of years. And Hood played. Yeah. He's played 25, 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been injured a lot. But he's been so he's been part of good defenses. But I don't think he's a good defender somehow. I mean, that's that's a fair criticism. I haven't watched enough of him to know whether or not he's a good defender. Um but I do know that he's young and athletic, and I think that uh, he's just going to be a piece for the future rather than for Jay Crowder. Is like he's a great player, but he—I mean, he's—he's he's a good player. He's just—he is what he is. He's not going to get any better. And you're right; he—he's way better as a team defender, or way better in a on a team that has a sound team defense. Mm-hmm. And we know that Cavs don't have that at all. Like even as you were saying on Boston, even Isaiah, even yeah, even it could pass at times on defense and he's a terrible defender, but that system was built so that you could succeed in it. Yes. And on a team like Cleveland, there's none of that. And, and that's still going to be a problem regardless of the amount of guys they swap out. The hope is though, that they've, they've added enough guys that are actually defensive players that maybe they'll start to figure it but out. But let's start who they had. They added hood Hill, Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson's not a Jordan defender. Clarkson's not a good defender. Uh, Nance, Larry Nance, though, is nice around the rim. He's not terrible. He tries hard, but I still I don't know if he's a plus defender. Like he slipped a lot this year. He like lost his, yeah. He was almost lost in the rotation in Los Angeles, which is a bad team, which is not great. You know, you, if you can't even play for a bad team, that what do, what are you doing? So we'll right. see. And uh, yeah, Clarkson's not a defender. Hood's not a defender. Nance should be okay, and Hill is known as a plus defender. So the thing, the thing that worries me, honestly, is they gave up Channing Frye, and he meant a lot to that team. He was able to stretch the floor, and apparently with LeBron, those are some of the best scoring lineups. Any lineups with LeBron and Channing Frye were some of the best scoring lineups. So they lose that. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about what's going to happen to their offense. Because George Hill is a nice scorer, but he's just – he'll give you 12 points on a good night. You know what I mean? He's not going to be – he'll not ever give you the potential that Isaiah Thomas could have. Uh, well, my thing with George Hill, though, is like now there's no problem with him. He's great at playing off ball, right? Yeah. So – Yep. Um, what, were there any other trades we'll talk about today? Yeah, there's plenty. 
Should we talk about Isaiah though a little bit? What do you want? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Go ahead. It's just it's kind of sad. We talked about this, I think, last episode where we talked about. You mentioned. Have you? Can you think of another player that's that's dropped so precipitously from going from Golden Boy in one in one team? The next year he can't even. I mean, the injury was a lot of it, but like he's he was beloved on the Celtics. To the next year, his star had just like completely set. Not just beloved. And, he was like a folk hero. And then even though he was injured and, you know, after he got traded, it was, you know, how could Danny Ainge do that? And mm-hmm. the NBA world rallied behind Isaiah. Like they, they were pulling for him, right? Everybody was like, man, that sucks. Yeah. Especially since he put it all out there on the court in the playoffs, lost his teeth, lost his sister and didn't complain. Just went to work. Right. And I think people really loved that and respected that about him. I did. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was amazing. I like, I still, I'm still blown away by his heart in those, in that playoff series. Well, I want to say this, man. Like we, we kill, uh, well, we, we'll kill people said angels heartless. They traded for Isaiah. They spent an extra week on the trade as they reviewed his, you know, his injury and they knew when he was coming back. They gave him 15 games, man. They gave him 15 games and said, nah, we're moving on. Yeah. Like, and that's, I'll say this, that's gutsy by Kobe Altman. Because again, you just traded for this guy. You traded your franchise point guard and you got him. And, you know, you know he's not healthy. 15 games, man. The thing is, I think it's a move that he had to make. It is gutsy, and I applaud him for doing that, actually. Yeah. And the thing I was going to say about Isaiah is that, like, the the whole problem, and you, you hit on this so many times, is that Isaiah started talking about wanting to be a max player and get max money and max himself out. He wasn't going to take anything less than the max. And immediately, as soon as he started talking about that stuff, he put himself in the worst possible position. So flip that to this year. And now, you know, he's injured. He's not giving you good minutes. And he's talking in the locker room. He's talking to the media. There's like a lot of, of a lot of discord going on in the locker room and around that team. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's calling out Kevin Love, who's been there for four years, three years, four years. He's calling out you know, other players and, and saying like, there's no unity on this team. We don't play together. All this stuff by him speaking out so much about wanting a contract and about, about the quality of his teammates play and how they don't play as a team. And all, by him just going to the media and him speaking out so much, he really just sort of destroyed his own brand. Like he, he kind of destroyed everything he was going to be able to do in this off season. He put a target on his back for sure. And I, I, I guess my thing is he thinks he, he thinks that's leadership and it is, but he's just not a good enough player to do that. Right. That's just it. He hasn't, he didn't have the bona fides to, to go into our locker well, room and talk like that. No, he's a good player, but come on, dude. No, no. I was going to say the difference is like last year, he was a good enough player to do it because he was healthy this year. Not so much. And I actually have a, a little bit of a comp speaking of movies. I feel like I'm hoping, like I still root for Isaiah. I still want him to latch on to a team, even though he's going to be, what, 30 now? He's 29? Whatever. He's not that old. Yeah, whatever. He's not that old, but yeah. I know, but for a small guy like that, I feel like he's he's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in, in Shallow Hell. Like, someday somebody's going to really enjoy him Jesus for who he Christ. is. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to find his home. <laughs> Just saying. There, he's he's in there. He deserves He deserves to be loved. He is more like uh, Ben Stiller's Franks and Beans getting caught in a zipper. And we all feel sorry oh. for him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we, we all feel sorry is that, for is him. Is that the beans or the Franks? We all cringe. We cringe every time he, you know, we hear zip because that's him opening his mouth. I'm like, oh, oh God. Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. Either that or he's, or right. either that or he's, he's the hair gel in, in uh, what's your name's hair? Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was gross. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> Isaiah is the hair gel. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Shallow Hall. I, I like that one better. He's 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 a good basketball player. Right, he's in there somewhere. Oh, somebody's gonna see him for who uh, he is. Oh, we think about Moody in New York. I like it. I like it. I think Moody needs a change of scenery. Change of scenery, and like New York, dude. They have had the biggest atomic bomb dropped on that franchise last this last week. Yeah, it sucks. Porzingis being out. It sucks. Like, even if you're not a fan of the New York Knicks, you have to be a fan of Porzingis. He was an amazing player. And have him tear his ACL like that, dude, that's that's a nightmare. Trust me, as a Sixers fan, I, I, I think about this shit all the time. I'm waiting for that moment when Ben or Embiid or somebody goes down again, and I'm just going to be like, why? Why am I alive right now? So, I uh, my problem with the Knicks, I, I hate to say same old Knicks, but that's what it is, man. They brought in like there's 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 quotes. We can find the quote where uh, Dolan was saying that you know you can't cut steps, you can't cut corners, and or is it Mills? One of them was saying you can't cut corners for a rebuild. And now we get to see Porzingis and Frankie Nicotine and Willie you know Willie Hernan Gomez and our young guys you know take steps forward, right? Well, mm-hmm. Cantor takes all the minutes and Willie Hernan Gomez is is regulated to the bench and you're playing. Chris Stapps, you know, big minutes, and he's saying to the media how exhausted he is, and he's still playing big minutes, and he twinks an ankle, and, still, and now all of a sudden, it's, oh, we, got, we we can make the playoffs. It's a playoff push now, you know. What? You mean now after? No, it, no, no. This is what they oh, were before, doing. Before, before. This is yeah. what they were doing, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is why. Well, he, it's not. I'm not saying this is why he got hurt, but like he's he's playing these big minutes, and we we saw him tail off, right? You saw how he started the season off like like an MVP. Yeah, exactly. And towards the end there, he was averaging. I look up his numbers, but I mean, he was definitely not playing like an MVP. And that's, that's he was getting a lot of bruises too, like a lot of a lot of little injuries. I mean, and that's just not how you treat your franchise player in year what three. That's not how you treat your yeah. franchise player when you're trying to do a rebuild. No, don't tell that to Thibs. But what? I was going to say about the Emmanuel Mudiay trade, though, specifically, I don't hate it for the Knicks. They All they gave up was a future second-round draft pick and Doug McDermott. And they got a guy who has potential. You know, potentially, there's a there's a really good player in there. He came out of the draft really highly touted. Um, and I don't think that just goes away. I mean, unless you're Markel Fultz. I mean, all right, so I, I guess the problem with that is, like, he just has been so bad on a pretty decent Denver team. Right, he's been bad. Uh, yeah, he's shown he's shown he's shown that he can hit the three, um, and but his decision making kind of sucks still, and he's just sometimes he's bad. So I'm with you though. My only thing is though, like we know that what's 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 what does every team need? Every team needs two things. Uh, they need scoring and they need defense. Oh, I don't know what do they okay, need. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say versatility and shooting. All right, and, versatility and, so, versatility and, and while yes. he's not that versatile, he still has decent size. You can play him as a power forward in certain lineups, and he can shoot. He can shoot the ball. Like on occasion, I think he's really inconsistent. Oh that's no, 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 no! Go look at his numbers. He he can flat out shoot. Moody? No, I'm talking about uh, McDermott. Oh, 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 oh! Sorry, I was gonna say what? Yeah, no, 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 no! I'm talking shoot. about McDermott. The fact that what they gave up for him. Yes. Yeah. So you have a point guard of your future already. In uh, Frankie Smokes, and you trade mm-hmm. away shooting. You know, so a guy who spaces the floor for you, for your big man, and you know, so I I get it, but then I, I kind of don't get it. But whatever. Well, do you think? So they weren't really going like after Porzingis got hurt, they weren't going anywhere. They don't have a they don't have a roster. Oh no 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 yeah, just blow it up now. That's fine. 
Yeah. And so my question is, do you think that maybe this is sort of a sneaky, a sort of stealthy tank job? No, it's not stealthy like he, at all. They're, they're definitely tanking. They're definitely tanking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're and plus, in the meantime, you only give up a future second round pick, which I think 2020 protected, I think is what it was. And you gave up Doug McDermott. So basically, you just traded Doug McDermott for Emmanuel Moutier. Maybe Moutier turns into something. I don't know. I, I mean, I have my doubts. But you also just put yourself in a position to get a better pick. And since the season is a wash anyways now, I don't I don't hate it for them. The guy they should have traded uh they should have traded Courtney Lee. Yeah, they should have traded Courtney you Lee. Know, Courtney Lee's a good player and can really help. On, I would like to see Courtney Lee actually on the Cavaliers. I don't understand how yeah, well a lot of teams he'd be good. He'd been great in OKC. He'd mm-hmm. been great in uh with the Cavs, you know, so all these playoff teams could have used him, so that was just weird. It's weird. It's a little it's a little odd. What do you think of Oh, I had another I had another trade. On it. Where the fuck did it go? <laughs> um, so Porzingis started off the season like gangbusters, but since January 2nd, he was only averaging 20 points a game. Uh, he was averaging less than seven uh, rebounds. Shooting, oh, he's shooting great from three, 43%, but he was shooting uh, 42%. So he was averaging 20 and like 20 and seven, almost three blocks mm-hmm. still. He was net negative on the floor. Uh, let's see how his first his first like three weeks of the season look. From the nineteenth, uh, from ten nineteen, let's go till he missed a game. I think he, he sprained an ankle or some shit. This is amazing podcast. It is. Right now. He averaged. <laughs> hey, he started off the, he started off the season through his through his first ten games. He was averaging like he was averaging thirty and oh jeez, he was he was so awesome. He was so awesome. He was he was so averaging on. thirty and eight and like two and a half blocks a game. Yeah, it was insane. I, he definitely trailed off. He got a lot of bumps and bruises along the way, and I think he started getting tired. So yeah. it's not. He said it. It just. He said it to the it, media. He's like, "Hey, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. He's tired." Yeah. Let me ask you this: What do you think about the Jameer Nelson getting team back up with Sam Van Gundy? You like it? Um. They gave so the Bulls gave up Willie Reed and a 2022 second round pick. Willie Reed, I was really high on him as a player. I didn't realize he was a wife beater, so I'm kind of sort of out on him. Is now. he? I did. Yeah, he got he got a domestic he, violence charge. Huh. Domestic violence charge. Yeah, uh, he's like, listen, I'm not going to kill the guy. I, I there is no excuse for for domestic violence. None whatsoever. I, it's a huge black mark. But I also do believe that people deserve second chances. And he, Fuck you know, that. fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's tough, man. I don't I don't I'm not in his camp anymore. I, it's it's a little, it's very disappointing. So in that respect, I'm. Good for the Pistons for getting off him yeah. and uh, getting Jameer in there. Well, and- I think that's great because they need floor spacing. Obviously, they need a he Jameer can run an offense, uh, you know, with, with second units, and he's great off of Blake because Blake will have the ball in his hands a lot, and uh, you know he can hit open threes. So Jameer he works there. That's good. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm for people having second chances, but you're gonna have to do a lot to prove that you're like, I, you know, fuck a em. better person. Fuck them. Fuck them. So in the meantime, fuck them. Uh, anything else? Are you surprised that Boston did nothing? I'm pleasantly surprised. Oh, and your 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 boy. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Marcus Smart. No, oh, I was I was expecting them to move Smart, but um, they tried to. I heard they were offering two seconds and a, and Yabuselli for uh, Tyreek and. Really? Why? Why would you do that? Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you exactly why. I love Yabu scoring. They needed another creator score. And he would have helped this year for sure. And it's a short-term rental. 
it would have um so it sucks to me because i'm telling yabu he's expendable and i love yabu but it's true mm-hmm. i mean it's true he, he he hasn't played well this year i think he's gonna be great in the future i really do but i mean it's one of those things so boston's at that it's going to get to that point right where they can't pay everybody Right, right. They, no, they got course. some tough decisions to make coming up in the next few years, and that's fine. So that's it's an early decision. They turn so yeah. they turn Yabu to an asset. They put him somewhere. They, he, he goes somewhere. He he gets maybe a chance to play, and he can be part of a you know. Imagine him and Marcus Gasol next year. And you know, I'm not saying he's great, but he he we don't know who what he is, and he would have got a chance maybe next year. So that'd have been cool for him. I'd have felt happy for him. I was gonna say your boy Greg Monroe is playing now, right now as we speak. Oh yeah, that's I'm what I was thinking. I'm yeah. watching him. Uh, so that's, I mean, they signed Greg Monroe for the rest of the year. So that's one move. Yeah. He picked him up off the scrap pile. And I think he's going to be good. We talked about that last episode. I think he's going to be good for him. I, I was wondering about the Marcus Smart trade rumors. I actually felt like they probably, I thought they were going to move him just because his contract is up next mm-hmm. year. Um, and what are they going to do? I know they would love to have him back because he's the team. He's a team guy. He gives you all that. Uh, I hate to keep using the word moxie, but he really is that guy on your team. He doesn't give you b- big numbers, but he always comes okay. up with clutch. So it's really important uh, here's in the, the here- locker room and stuff. But how much can you pay that guy for for those? Like intangibles are great, but you can't overpay for that. You know what I mean? Go ahead. So our guy, uh, his name is on Twitter is Kung Kung underscore you. I think he made a really good point that you know that. I think he brought the point up. Either way, I'm going to steal it. I made the point. So if you look at the rosters, the best teams around the league, right? You got two or three kind of max contract guys, right? And the max contract is so huge now. You got to fill your roster out with, with like, it's hard to get a guy who's a medium salary guy mm-hmm. who's worth it. So let's say they, right. they if they get, if they can get him on a, a, if they can get him being Marcus Smart on a decent $12, $13 million salary, that's a trade chip that you can maybe it, no. First of all, he's a good player, but it's also very movable. And right. uh, let's say a, a deal for I hate the fact that people get talking about it. A deal for Anthony Davis comes up, and you need salary, right? Because Anthony makes all that money. That works. That helps a lot. You know what I mean? So it's very possible he comes back. You know uh, the the money the the huge influx of on cash. Yeah, on yeah, a team friendly on a deal. team friendly yeah. deal, and this, that, that huge influx of cash two years ago kind of t- shook everything up, and now teams, oh, yeah. time, teams just don't have they don't have cap space. Yeah, so like, so sure he's gonna be free agent. Who's gonna, who's gonna give Marcus Smart fifteen million dollars when everybody nobody has cap space? So they're gonna be angling for the big the big fish, and then you know any cap space you have, you want to use it very judiciously. So I don't know. I mean, I could see him coming back to the Celtics too because. Obviously, he likes being there. He he is their team guy, so I I would expect him to take a discount, and and I wouldn't be surprised if they trade. I want you to do me a favor though. What? Stop watching the cheater cheerleaders dance. No, I want you to stop. (laughs) Think about this. Last year, everyone was saying Isaiah Thomas was a Celtics guy. There's no such thing as a Celtics guy. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. No, you're right. There's no there's no loyalty. Well, I mean, honestly, not that there should be either. No, no, because it's fun. It's fun to think about. You know, but that's just not how the league is. My point was, I get it. You're right, and he is the heart and soul of that team to me. Like you know the way he plays. But when you Mm -hmm. when you think about it, guess what? If he's traded. A month later, you'd be like, oh, I miss Marcus Smart, but you'd be happy watching whoever they trade him for. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. You want to, like, you know, part of sports, the part that we love, especially in the NBA, since you get to see the guys' faces and you get to recognize, you get to learn who the guys are by their face. It's, it's unlike a lot of other sports, or at least football anyway. 
you attach yourself to that player in a way that's uh, no, you don't. Very you don't do it in other sports. You, very true. Right, and and so you know, uh, having him around, you like to have. You like to think that he's one of us. Yes. He's one of us. He's one of the tribe. You know, and that's that's awesome. But you know, of course, this this stuff happens, guys. Like, dude, LeBron did it to the Cavs, and he came back. And then you know, teams trade players all the time. Look, the the, the Clippers just traded Blake, and they just made him their franchise guy. I mean, again, look, man. So all I can say is. Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder were the heart and souls in Boston until they weren't. Yeah, of you know course. What I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah, it's just how it's it not like they'd be trading Embiid away. You know what I mean? What else we got? And you, all right. What else we got? Um, shit, I don't know. <laughs> all right. So so what do you think? What do you think about Alfred Payton to to Orlando uh, or from Orlando to to Phoenix? I like it. I like yeah? it a lot. How yeah. So? Do well, you think I, they send him to the barber first before he even gets on the court? I think they should. Yeah, they could try, but I mean, he's a grown man. If you don't want to cut his hair, then cut his hair. Um, I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. Let's let's just talk about it real quick. If I was the team, and your hair is impeding your ability bullshit. to play the Sorry. game, nope. You don't think so? Nope. All right, all nope. right, fair. I I'm saying I, just, I, I, I would I don't be like because like, again, you know why? These are these are again these are young black men. And they're multimillionaires. I'll be damned if now you're going to impose, you know, a, a, unless if it's not, it better be for the whole team. And even then, like, they, I think it's probably, it's not in the C, it's in the CBA. You can't, you just can't do that. Right, 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 right. No, I'm not saying like impose, I don't, I'm not saying like necessarily make him cut his hair, but I would say you got to put your hair back for the game. Nope. You got to put a headband on. Nope. You got to keep that nope. shit out of your eyes. Nope. Can't do it. All right. Fair. Players that's comfortable fine. doing it. Players I, comfortable that's probably, doing it. Hey, remember Steve that's Nash? That's probably why remember, it hasn't been brought up already. Remember but. Steve Nash putting his hair, his hair was in his face all game and he's put, he's pushing it back. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it for him? Well, I think the difference between, no, you're right. Yeah, but I was going to say dude. the difference, I guess hair in your eyes is hair in your eyes. Hair in your but eyes, hair in your eyes. Have you seen that? Have you seen that clip of Alfred Payton going up for a shot and every time he jumps, his hair, it goes immediately down into his face. Absolutely. His face, and you can't, like, it's, how can you see through that? How can you shoot? It is what it is. I, I, I mean, yeah. until he, I hope, no, he, you're, I hope he fixes that. I hope he fixes that soon. And, and like, maybe he's get a fresh start in Phoenix and, and just cut that shit off. You know why he does it, right? Because of a high school bet. Yes. Most ridiculous. Yeah, which is really dumb. Like you're, you're 20 something years old. But now. okay. So he's been on a bad team in Orlando for a few years and he shows yes. flashes. He's kind of Rondo esque. Um, I think his three point. I think he. Somebody said he was shooting like thirty seven percent from three this season. So, yeah, he's not bad. So maybe he can hit the spot up threes, and that's fine. He's never going to be like a floor spacer, but as long as you can keep him honest, right? That's what. That's all you got to do. Um, yeah, and think about this. He's never had a real shooter next to him like he's going to have in in Phoenix with. Uh, yeah, um, no, it's Devin true. Booker. Booker's a, a different animal, obviously, than um, than uh, da, 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 Aaron Fournier. Gordon. Fournier, Fournier. Yeah, I actually, I forgot about Fournier. Fournier is a good damn shooter, too. Exactly. Ah. So, um, I don't know, man. No, it's there's, there's a chance. Well, Booker's like a, tw- a 30 point a game score. It's, it's a different thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think he, he just needs a fresh start. And Phoenix has a couple pieces. Uh, they need a point guard, uh, like a pass first guy, right? So, I know he's not, he's not Rondo, but he has a great vision. But yeah, you put shooters around him. You got Bender. You got Booker. You got TJ Warren's a nice slasher score. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I like it. I like it. I like it for him. He needs a fresh start. All right. What do you think, uh, poor, I mean, what do you think of the idea that, I know we talked about Derrick Rose briefly, but what do you think of the idea that the, the Jazz are planning to cut him immediately and the end 
Of course, Tom Thibodeau is looking at him. It's hilarious how there's such yeah. a different opposing views on Derrick Rose among the fan bases. Like oh, the more right. educated fan bases are like, you know, the more educated, like, I'm not going to call them uneducated, but, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's those numbers guys, the people who kind of really know the game and like, God, Derrick Rose is just not making the team better. And then mm-hmm. there's the people who just like, oh, he's with the MVP and you can get him for cheap and he shoots, you know. Uh, it's just so weird how there's such a disconnect of the two yeah. opposing sides of Derrick. And obviously a team like the Jazz, right? Smart, uh, you know, very well run, good coach. They don't, they don't even want to mess with it. And there's a reason. No. There's yeah. a reason, you know? If nothing if nothing else, it goes back to the culture I was talking about before. Like, just having Derrick Rose around because he was a former MVP and he's had that history. And he's got a lot of mental problems, I think. Like, I'm not saying he's, like, an insane player or something. I'm just saying, like, mentally he's not quite always checked in. He left the Knicks for a week or a game for no reason. And he's had problems like that. I just think that the Jazz don't want to fuck with that, man. They're, they're like, we're moving in a good direction. They got a lot of young talent. And they're building organically. And they seem to have really good chemistry, so why fuck with it? Yeah. Why mess with it at all? He just doesn't fit there, so that's good enough. Good on them. He also does not fit there. He just doesn't exactly. fit. I mean, look, again, in this day and age, if you can't, if your point guard can't shoot, can't finish at a high level, can't, you know, beat his man and, and make great plays, then what is he What is he there for? You know, Rose is a shell of his former self, and he just he just doesn't do it in the modern NBA. Is there any other teams that around the league that didn't make a trade that surprised you? Um, Memphis and Tyreek Evans. That was stupid. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Oh. I feel bad for him. And what are they doing? Because, you know, they don't have his bird rights. So after this season, he's he's gone. You know what I mean? So well, I think they're going to try and sign him to a friendly deal. But, but we'll see. Yeah, but it's going to be basically like other teams will probably offer him more. And he's like... Like why? Like why? So I mean, it's well, a possibility. They, they but send, don't forget the fact that he's had his second best season since he's been in the yeah, league. Yeah, dude, they sent him. So. They sent him home for like two weeks because they they were trying to trade yeah. him. They just they That's just true. sat him. That's true. So like what? And again, they're going to they're, they're not going to be good next year. No. I'm I'm really surprised that the the Wizards didn't do anything to move Gortat because I really thought that was coming. Nobody he wants was, he was openly. Yeah, he was complaining. I know. Like it, it seems it's awkward now. Like he, he called out John Wall and like John Wall called him out back in the media. Like it's gonna be an awkward situation. Nobody wants nobody wants Gortat. No. I I just don't think they did they're, you know, potentially they're a playoff caliber team and they had real high hopes this year. And I just don't think they did their team any any favors by standing pat this this uh I mean they, they did who did they trade? They traded um um, uh, I can cut this out. <laughs> Are you making stuff up? Who they trade? They, no, no, no. They traded Sheldon Mack to Atlanta for a second round pick. But that's the thing. Like they didn't bolster their bench. They just got rid of Sheldon Mack. They didn't do anything except for trade one guy away. And so I, I you know, I wonder if Wizards. Them, I wonder if Wizards ma- Wizards management is just happy making the playoffs and making money. Because I think you might be right, and I think they're mismanaging. Oh no, 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 no! I won't say that because they did just dude. They just spent. They got three max players right now. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Like, to have three max players and to be a level of team they are, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm interested to see how they move forward and what happens next. So. I just think it takes a really, really smart GM to, to get you to that to that next level. And I don't, I don't really think they have that guy right now. Yeah, I guess we'll see. What else? Any other trades to talk about? <laughs> uh, not much. I'm surprised the Sixers didn't. I'm, su- I'm honestly surprised that... Brian Colangelo didn't make some boneheaded like playoffs right now kind of move. And I'm happy he didn't. 
I'm happy they stood pat and didn't do anything stupid because I'm pretty sure LeBron's going to Philly next year. But that's hilarious. I'm glad he didn't do anything dumb. Maybe. All right. So you'd be happy. You, you want LeBron? No. No, I don't necessarily want LeBron. I really don't. There you go. We've talked about this. We talked about this ad nauseum. He's an apex predator vine. <laughs> Listen, if you would, if he would go there on a two-year contract, fine, fine, and then and then leave. But I don't want him jeopardizing Embiid and Ben Simmons and having that young, really talented team grow organically and and do it on their own. And I think that's going to be worth worth way more than having the biggest star in the league on your team. So. Besides LeBron, man, he can't do this forever. He cannot do this forever. At some point, he's got to give up the throne. He's not giving up the throne. <laughs> I mean, not with the PEDs, but you know. <laughs> yeah, man. How, how long can you? How long can you keep doing those? As long as they uh, got that. Joke, as long as they got the package coming from Miami, baby. Yeah. <laughs> long, as long as he got that Balco coming. Um. All right, man. That's enough. I think. Yeah. So I don't know. It was so. It was not our best performance this, tonight, but. Yeah, it wasn't very good. That's fine. I'll say this about the Cavs. Uh, on paper, they did a really good job. I think they they had to do something, and they did something. They made a big splash. Mm-hmm. Is it enough? And my thing is, they got 29 games till the end of the season. I don't know if that's enough time to build chemistry and camaraderie. Not camaraderie. Like, just to be a real team. They're bringing in these brand-new players. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, guys are playing for contracts. Let's be real. Rodney Hood is, is you know, he, he's a free agent this summer. Um well, George Hill doesn't have anything to prove. He's made his money, but um, who else did he get? I'll say this about they kept Jetty Osmond, and that was really impressive because he's been playing he's been playing really well for them lately. Yeah. Oh, and they said that's one of the reasons they moved Wade, right? They said because they know that yeah, Osmond and uh, Hood, Rodney Hood and coming in, all these yeah. guys are taking their men. Yeah, so that's fine. That's that's good. And on they've them. got a and they've got a young team now. Listen, you have to give them a lot of credit, man. They. Like they built themselves so that whether or not LeBron is there next year, they still have hope. So my problem with that is, we guess what? What do we say this summer after they traded for uh, they traded Kyrie? Uh, they're gonna be better and they'll be in the championship okay. game. So or, let's see how it works out before we start praising yeah. them. Because on paper is always one thing, but I, I, somebody was saying the Cavs got so much better, and I, that's what I said to them. Today. I was like, "Wow, did you just copy and paste that from August?" <laughs> because we all we all thought they did and people were praising them but somebody was saying is this the best team that lebron james ever played with oh that's ridiculous no, I mean, that's it, the it, thing I was... it's 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 it sounds ridiculous now but at the time they you know, they said it this summer about yes oh, yeah. kevin love that's, and then you got it coming back yeah people said it this summer Oy. um i was gonna say this well about about what they just did i'm not necessarily certain it makes the team better right now uh, but it definitely does give them hope for the future, and I think just for that reason, it's a win. And by the way, that you know that that team was, it was in dire straits, man. They were they were not getting along. I do think they're going to miss Channing Fry in a big way. Don't think they're going to miss Jay Crowder just because, as you said, he didn't fit on this team. I still think he's a really good player, um, not great, but I think he's still a good defender, and I think he just probably will fit better on a different team. But getting Isaiah out of there with with the the commotion he was causing. And the attention he was bringing to that, I, I think it's a plus. I think it's better for Isaiah. Although, we should talk about the Lakers before we go. What about him? Well, they got Isaiah now. And Isaiah apparently does not want to be coming off the bench behind Lonzo. So, I think, I don't, I don't know, man. Well, here's What's the thing. I mean, why there? not? You can play him with Lonzo. Yeah, start him yeah, off. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
And, uh, I mean, guess what? He's a free agent this summer, so whatever. If if he plays when you like him, if the Lakers strike out with everybody else, they can re-sign Isaiah and give him some money for a year. You know, a year. Even they want to just give him a pay, you know, cash him out for a year. That's fine. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's a – for them, it's good because, you know, they need something and they cleared their cap. Now I guess it's really easy for them to get to that two-max slot because they moved Jordan, Jordan uh, Clarkson's contract, which is mm-hmm, a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that's good. It's good for them. Um, I just it's funny though because we see the Lakers they keep uh, you know flip flopping. It was two days ago they there was a report that came out about how they're shifting their focus to the free agents of 2019. Yeah, rolled rolled the cap space forward with the young core, and you know they find them. Hey, they find a trade that works, and now it's like, oh two max slots. Let's see what happens. So I mean we'll see. I forget who tweeted it, but it actually had me laughing really hard. Um, somebody tweeted that Dan Gilbert just made sure that. LeBron is not going to LA this offseason by trading Isaiah to the Lakers. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. If if he anyway. wasn't if he wasn't a free agent this summer, it would be really funny. But all right. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's probably enough. We did we did a really bad job of wrapping up the uh the off se- or the, the trade deadline. You, it was it was it was pretty chaotic for about an hour, but it was kind of a dud in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean the Cavs guess, the the Cavs stole the show. Uh, they, they definitely they, stole yeah. They show. put on a show, so that was pretty cool. And it was fast and furious for about an hour there. And by the way, good uh-huh. job on the tweets today. You had my phone blowing up. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I'm trying to work here. I'm saying, uh, like, you know that that Jr. pick is always funny. The Jr. meme with the squinty eyes. Yeah, he looks squinty eyes. <laughs> well, I mean, the caption was really good. Good job, buddy. Good job. All right, man. Well, that's enough for this show. All right, we'll come back strong next week. We'll we'll actually do a rundown. We'll do a rundown and get some of our uh, our segments back in here. I think I think we're both just like it's it's hard to plan when you don't really know what's right, going on. Stop talking. Right, we're okay, done. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, let me stop this. Shit.